0: Rather than me showing up saying, here's our 10 values or, or here's what, you know, our mission statement or whatever, we go through these books and we get little phrases that, that come from, like, for instance, Parker J. Palmer, he says, before I can tell my life what I want to do with it, I need to first listen to what my life's telling me, what it wants to do with me. We at, <laughs> we're inviting that question into our lives. Be- before I'm so certain about this path I'm supposed to do, are we disciplined about listening to what life may be wanting to do yeah. with us.
1: Hello, everyone. Just kidding. This is Chris Powers, and I want to thank you for joining me on the Fort Podcast. This show is an open ended discussion and journey telling the stories of leaders, founders, CEOs, and people making an impact through business, investing, and entrepreneurship. We take an unconventional approach that leans into thoughts and ideas that aren't often publicly discussed. We'd love to hear from you at thefortpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again.
0: Chris Powers is the founder and CEO of Ford Capital. All opinions expressed by Chris and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Ford Capital. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for real estate or investment decisions.
1: Today's episode is exciting for me because about a year ago, I got to be on my guest today, Ashton Gustafson's podcast, and it really was the final um, inspiration I needed to start this podcast. So um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my friend Ashton onto the show. What's happening? What's up, man? There's, there's a lot that goes on in Ashton's world. He is living in Waco, Texas now. He's from Wichita Falls, where my wife is from. Uh, we've gotten to know each other quite a bit over the last seven years. Um, currently is involved in and is an owner in three or four different businesses, which we'll jump into. He's public speaker. He writes poetry and much more. So without going too much into it, let's just dive let's straight go. in, baby. Let's go. All right. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about your journey? Just like a summary of who you are
0: yeah um well i think uh you mentioned some of that i i've got involvement in a couple real estate companies graduated from baylor many moons ago and my grandparents said what are you going to do now (laughs) didn't have that answer and um started kind of running some errands for them in the real estate business before i uh uh decided to get my license got my license Uh, 2005-ish, I guess, and kind of haven't looked back since. It was learned a few hard lessons in those first couple years, but was able to grow a business, grow a team, uh, was able to become a partner with Ann and Denny in Wichita Falls. Started seeing that I was spending some time in Waco, going to Baylor football games and things like that. And I thought, man, I'm down here so much, I ought to maybe start another real estate company. So (laughs) Uh, had some relatives that wanted to be in the business that made that easy to do. Yep. Uh, they joined me. That was probably seven or eight years ago, and then hit a crossroads probably about a year or two ago and said, um, "Where do I want to pour concrete? You know, around my feet? What am I going to do?" And uh, really felt geographically for where I wanted to go in life that Waco was a great opportunity. Thirty million people within a three-hour radius. Yep. You know, three hours to Houston, three hours to san antonio austin dallas fort worth are all nearby still have that same kind of small texas feel so um began a a capital company kind of took your playbook (laughs) and it is totally in its infancy yeah it's about a year old with uh my dad and a partner lance kennedy and then we've branched off that into managing deals and things like that and uh then in 2009, I had a total life blow up yeah. and, and I was burning the, <laughs> burning the candle at both ends and had to learn that lesson the hard way. Yeah. Uh, and that really was a sh- soul shift for me. Yeah, And what happened? And, and I would, well, and let me just say that the aftermath was an entire revolution of how I was handling life relationships and business, yeah. um, to keep it super simple uh, adrenal fatigue, yeah. like just body shut down. I, I know no other way to explain that if you're going to make a decade of life about doing deals and two Red Bulls a day, it's not going to end well. Yeah. And, uh, that was the trajectory I was on and it was, you know, I looked back at it as a gift because I was only going to learn that lesson one way it yeah. had to crash and burn. So, I've kind of reemerged yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as a friend, as a husband, as a business owner, and really the pursuit of meaning, the pursuit of trying to make something good, true, and beautiful with my life, relationships, and business has yep. become way more interesting than just the is is the graph moving up and to the right, right? You know, and while that's important, um, that's not the whole conversation. So yeah. that's that's the easiest invitation i can have into whatever i'm up to well welcome to the show man (laughs) um
1: well to to hit on 2009 for just a second did and i think there's a lot of people that run companies and are in businesses that are moving super super fast and burnout is almost imminent at some point um was there was it like an exact moment in time a point of clarity were you reading books or were you how are you searching for kind of
0: something better so it was it was an 18 month journey wow um the first one was august of 20 and you know i said 2009 it was actually 2012 okay um august of 2012 um i i I literally couldn't move yeah i could not get out of bed and and there was i think there's a lot of things that maybe were playing into that but um I felt like I lived in doctor's offices for about 18 months. It was always like every 60 days there was another something. Yeah. So I really think that like the body can manifest internal conflict. Yeah. Um, And I did begin to kind of hear, and I don't mean to get wonky by any means, but like a still small voice that was like, Hey, this isn't sustainable. Right. This isn't all true. This you're, you're buying your own propaganda. That's not true. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was really August of 2012 to about October of 2019. Yep. And that was when I was finally available to hear whatever memo was trying to get through. And then yeah. I remember I told Brent, I said, you need to pick the girls up. Y'all need to go to Waco. I'm going to, there's a stack of books that I've looked at in about 10 years. I'm going to look at those. I've got a blank journal and I'm just going to be in this house for about 10 days. Yeah. And the, and Literally, I can remember it, and this is what I've spoken on across the country. That that uh, about three days into that five day period, the sentence that laid over me was, "Ashton, you've got to make your life more and more about less and less." Yeah, that you think that you can, you think you can do it all, have it all, be it all, um, but this isn't working. This isn't sustainable for you, and so I have. Um, been on this journey to understand what does that sentence mean for me. Yeah, um, it means getting comfortable with the word no. It means not being able to be everything. It means letting go of my dreaded and cherished illusions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and learning like the surrender and letting go is while it's the last thing we often want to do, it typically is the first step into liberation for sure. And so those are hard lessons for a doer, yep. driver, builder, you know, all those things that I think sometimes we get labeled as Yep. Um, I've I'm just, I'm on that journey and, and learning what more and more about less and less can mean. And so uh, it's been a gift to me. I, I, I hope whoever's listening, it can be a gift to them. Like really, if there's a sentence that shifted my my trajectory in life it's it's that sentence right there
1: yeah i think i mean that is super powerful sentence and in the world that we live in today um with social media and you know just kind of the culture of america is like more more grow grow do more um i find myself in the same situation often periodically is i'm a very hard driver i'm always wanting to go And I'd be lying if I was on this podcast saying that at 365, 24-7, that's how I feel. I burn sure. out, not for like a day. There's periods of a month or two where yeah. I kind of walk. I mean, my whole world is I'm trying to just kind of rest. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a lot of it. Um, I got off social media two years ago. It yeah. was a huge part of that was not all these uh, constant signals of yeah. You know, watching my friend go on vacation. I need to go on vacation. That's right. Uh, you know, he bought this, I bought this. Um, and uh it's helped calm me down. I'll I'll never forget that more and more about less and less.
0: Yeah, I mean it's so it's 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 forever clarifying, mm-hmm. you know. And and what happens with that sentence is life then becomes deeper. It doesn't necessarily become wider. Right. It it becomes richer. It become you can actually taste your food again. Right. Like huh. you actually remember to taste what you're eating again. You Engage with your wife differently. You hold your kids differently, um, and and so yeah. I mean, I you know Henry Nouwen wrote this book called Life of the Beloved, and he basically says there's three things that typically are the hinges of our suffering in life, and they're these three beliefs: I am what I have, I am what I do, I am what others think or say about me, mm-hmm. and like so convicting that man, all too often, the narrative in my head can get off in that space. I am what I have, I am what I do, I am what others think or say about me. And so how do you become aware to that narrative? How how do you, do you have practices set in place to where you can step back and go, I'm not going to buy that today, you know? Um, and, And from there, you're really grounded in your being. And from there, you can be a gift, you know, to yourself and to the world you've been entrusted. And so... And that's what we all really want. Like we yeah. were told, go get successful, go become successful, and really, at the end of the day, I think we all want this sense of connection, yeah, wonder, awe, love, maybe. Yeah. And I hate using these fluttery words, but like, they are what we're after. Yeah. And business, listen, business, you can find it through that. I don't, I don't want to turn my back on business at yeah. all. Uh, but I just know you do that, own four of you them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, no one's gonna Google my name in a hundred years, you know. Like, but someone told me like we're four generations from being forgotten. Like, yeah, I don't know my great great grandfather's name, right? Like, I don't know it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I know that pretty soon someone's gonna say the same thing about me. Yeah, you know?
1: so. no, that is uh, that's super interesting. You mentioned something along uh, what we were just talking about. Uh, where you said that you've spoke about it publicly and it's something I wanted to chat about. You have done a lot of public speaking. Uh Um, Did coming out of this experience, is that what pushed you into public speaking?
0: You know, a little bit. I think more than anything, what it did was like clarify my intention behind speaking. Um, Unfortunately, most of the time, I think the draw for for someone even like yourself or, or me, when you get invited to speak is they want three steps to a better whatever. Yeah. The five things that, you know, and like I sat in enough rooms, even myself, and I was like, that what what are we doing here? Right. You know, like y- you could make up another five things. Yeah. Um, so I literally when when I walk into a room and I'm sharing with real estate professionals, as as fast as I can get to the thing underneath the thing. Yep. Um that's what I'm trying to do. Because I I, I think that if you can get you as a human being, correct yeah. all of your human doings. That that's just that's just a, a byproduct. It's gonna happen, but so many of us are conflicted in the I am what I do, I am what I have, I am what others say about me. You know, and when you when you build a business that way, yeah, that's not gonna be sustainable. Sustainable, you know. But when you build your business from I've got limits, I've got potential. From there, let's do something beautiful. I, I think. It's a much more interesting way to go about doing it.
1: Warren Buffett has said a bunch that uh, probably the most valuable thing he did early on in his life was learn how to public speak. Mm -hmm. And he took a he's been very vocal about it's something that everybody can spend almost free or relatively little money learning to do. And it is. It is the heart, uh, highest ROI skill that somebody can learn. Did somebody teach you how to do it? Or like, how did you get into that?
0: No, I mean, I, I think as a musician, there was an, an element of like, I hate using the phrase work in the crowd, but mm-hmm. like th- there, there is a, there's, a, there's a beautiful space in a dance that if you're really going to hold space and impact a group of people, right? Um, you kind of have to take them on a journey a bit. Yeah. Um I also think that like a lot of people are like, I'm so afraid of speaking. What would I ever say? To me, that's a clear sign that you just aren't interested enough in life itself. Yeah. Or like, what you're talking about. What are about. you studying? Right. What are you learning? What is what's mysterious to you? Right. What what are the things that you're just constantly drawn to? And if you're studying those things and learning about those things, then chances are you're gonna have something to say about them. Yep. Um And so I I can't remember who said it. I think it was Liz Gilbert. She said something like interesting people are interested people like they're interested in things and they're going and they're studying and they're doing their homework. And I think a lot of us just don't do our homework for sure. No. But you don't just get up there and randomly have a bit, you know, and if you do, you're not listened to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So would you write, would you write it out?
1: Would you practice it? Or, you, you know,
0: know, I wrote out a couple things like in high school, I was yeah. like asked to give a, a couple like senior class church things or something. I think I wrote those out, but no, I just kind of let it rip. Yeah. Um. I have a few bullet points, you know, yeah. of like, hey, this will lead me here and this will lead me there. But, um, you know, humans, humans want to hear something authentic. Yeah. And. Our smell test. They have a great radar for the radar is at an all time high of authenticity. Yep. And so, uh, drop the narrative. I am what I do. I am what I have. I'm what others think or say about me. And then from there, speak from that place. And I think that if you're prepared and you're well read, I mean, reading changes everything. Yep. Like reading. I I, I probably read. I mean. It if,
1: calms you down. Like re, every time you read something good, you kind of calm down in life.
0: If I if I include my car time each day that a book's playing yeah. plus the hour or two at night, nothing shifted me more.
1: Yeah. You know. And I think that it's it's a game changer. How do you uh find inspiration in what to read?
0: You know, it's funny when I look at my library, um, I've got a stack of like the greatest hits, yeah. you know, I've got this like stack of books and anytime something new goes in there, it's kind of a moment. Yeah. Um, but then I look at all these other books that I've read and typically they come from another book, right? You know, so-and-so gets quoted and uh, um, you know, like I remember the first time I heard Richard Rohr say, you'll either allow your pain in life to transform you or, or you'll transmit it. Right. Well, man, I started reading that guy and that opened me into just a, vault of other <laughs> unbelievable people that I was like, how have I never read this book? How have I never heard of this? Um, so it's the the you know, it's easy to connect the dots looking backwards, yep. as job says. And I and I think that um I'll be reading, I'll see someone quoted in a book, and then I get on Amazon and buy it used for three bucks and yep. shows up in a couple days.
1: Do you like reading on paper or your Kindle? Paper or? guy. Yeah. I'm a paper guy too. You
0: gotta underline it, hold it it means uh, something uh, there's there's uh, something there
1: you know i underline all the time and then i rarely ever go back and look at what i underline right. i'm a, i'm the king of just <laughs> underlining the hell out of pages and somehow not making it
0: back but it helps page. i think there's it a pra- there's a discipline there that you're probably some sentences get two you know? underlines that's there you double go double lines yeah, yeah 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 so i write in the front of every book yep I write kind of just where am I at? What am I thinking? Why am I reading this? And then I write kind of at the end of it. And then um, it's fun. I'm reading Parker J. Palmer's "Let Your Life Speak" right now. First time I read it was 2015, and it's probably my fifth or sixth spin. And uh, really, it's fun to see little notes that I don't even really understand, but then I write in there. And so it's it's fun to go back in the the oldies that you love. Yeah, you, know, you get something new.
1: How many books do you think you read a year?
0: Easily thirty. Yeah. Um. The I used to have a goal of fifty. Yeah. And like the problem with goals is you hit them. Yeah. You know. And then you're like, what's next? Yeah. And then then you think it's got to move up and to the right. So for me, it's more of just what am I, what am I drawn to? What am I, learning? You know. And then reteaching it like that's in my. Company right now in Waco, I'm reteaching the book I'm reading. Yeah. So every week we're going through Let Your Life Speak, and it's a beautiful practice. I think Covey like says you should teach what you're trying to learn. Like there's an element of how do you
1: do that within a real estate
0: company? Yeah. I mean, it sounds so bizarre, right? Like we're going to go again, talk about these soft skills of generosity kindness compassion yeah. trust connection how dare you how, how dare you know shit. what give me 10 points to a better listener. i listing. want to talk about
1: profit EBITDA that's revenue, right that's, and right. that's right expenses I,
0: it I, honestly for me it just wasn't authentic to do that any longer that to sit in a room and you know get everyone rah-rah about more numbers like it, the funniest thing is, our profitability has moved up and to the right, right? <laughs> <laughs> like without demanding it to do so, right? And um, so we all read the chapter. We come in. We I ask some questions. I kind of walk through some lines that I underlined, and then we we just kind of become human for a bit. That's pretty
1: interesting. So I'm assuming you know that's probably something new for the people there. They probably weren't doing that at their old job. Yeah. Um, is it something that everybody does? It's voluntary. Um, and when, what, what, like,
0: yeah, by no means are you required to even show up or participate. Um, but, but I've seen a beautiful thing happen, um, with these dialogues. Uh, and we've gone through books that aren't, aren't as like soul exposing Greg McCann's essentialism. Yeah. I mean, essentialism is a brilliant book. Um, the Art of Possibility by Ben Zander, probably an easily top three book that I've ever read. Um, so, yeah, I can't remember your exact
1: question. but My question was more bringing that into the workplace is something unique is like, how have you seen that impact the team? And what's the aftermath of having read, yeah. or, you know, an hour meeting where you go through it? Like, what are you seeing different than?
0: I would say the biggest thing is the introduction to new language. Yeah. That, Rather than me showing up saying, "Here's our ten values," or, or "Here's what you know, our mission statement," or whatever, we go through these books and we get little phrases that that come from. Like for instance, Parker J. Palmer he says, "Before I can tell my life what I want to do with it, I need to first listen to what my life's telling me what it wants to do with me." Right. So like, we at, <laughs> we're inviting that question into our lives. Be- before I'm so certain about this path I'm supposed to do. Are we disciplined about listening to what life may be wanting to do with us? Um, Force, not flow. Like we're, I'm, I'm very, uh, or flow, not force, excuse me. Um, I'm very interested into, and I'm seeing this thread of my life. that's like so much of what has been good, true and beautiful has come out of flow and not me forcing it, you know, which is terrible news for my ego. Um, (laughs) but it's liberating news <laughs> for seeing a little bit how some of this works, you know? And again, it doesn't turn your back on hard work, diligence, right. discipline. That's not it. But I, I, I do think I've learned more than anything that life isn't either, or it's typically both and. Right. And that's, that's a big aha for me.
1: You know, it's not either, or it's both. And
0: yeah. So it's not like, are you going to grind? are you a winner never, you know, a winner never loses and whatever those phrases are. A winner never quits and a quitter never wins. Are you going to, you know, are you going to Gary Vaynerchuk this thing? And I love Gary. I really do. (laughs) Um, But like, then you got to go to sleep on your pillow every night and hear some of that narrative. And uh, I've, I've just found that maybe it's, you know, it's it's our hands and feet in the world, but it's also our heart and soul in the world. And yeah. I think we have to learn how to dance with both of those. Man, that's a we we're get we're jumping off the mystery. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> you know, I did I knew that you were gonna bring the heat today. Um you always have. Let's jump a little bit into like the you have a business in Wichita Falls, you have a business in uh Waco which I want to talk a little bit about Waco because I I believe in the Waco story. I think um, anywhere that Chip and Joanna Gaines want to be is is, probably going to do all right. right. Um, Having kind of emerged from that experience in 2012, um, it's clearly been used for a positive force in your life, which outlets seem to be businesses that you've started or are a part of. Um, How do you manage a calendar with... I'm counting four businesses, including Metal Lake Management, AG Waco, Bishop Realtors, and Muse Capital.
0: Yep. Yep. How the
1: hell do you do that?
0: So, um, first off, amazing people. Yeah. Um, I've I've really tried to learn the spaces in these entities where I must be there. I have to be there. Um, some of them I'm I'm learning how I can be there less. Yeah. Um, I, it's the more and more about less and less. Right. You know, I, I think like if I was going to take any job today, I think my first question would be whoever I report to, can you tell me the three non-negotiables? Like every day, if I was able to show you I did these three things or I accomplished these or I'm reporting back in these three areas. Um, and the good news is, as I've found, is that for most of those – the majority of that can be done prior to 11 o'clock, right? There is the belly to belly meeting with people out in the marketplace and things yeah. like that. But truly, I, I think we can, we're so easily distracted that, that we, you know, who, I think it was Zigor that maybe said we major in minor things. Maybe it's <laughs> Robbins. Most people major in minor things, something like that. Yeah, I think Tony Robbins said that. Um, and that's so easy to do. Because right. you, you can kind of get to a place in life where you do think everything matters equally. But I think leading yourself, leading a, a leader as a company, you, you have to know the non-negotiables each day in that business. And there are things that come up. There are things that you must do. Um, but more than anything, it's, it's people right. that are helping us
1: accomplish what we're trying to do. How do you find the right people?
0: Man, um, do you use the enneagram? Uh, I, you know, I'm an enneagram fan. We'll um, talk about it. I, I do. Uh, I've so my all of these entities haven't required major recruitment, right? Because um, most of them are, are agents. That's right. That have probably
1: been real estate agents in a prior. Are most a, people a, new? Or? A lot.
0: Of, it's a mix. Yeah, it, it depends. Um, and podcasting for me has been my recruitment tool. Right. Um, you know, it's like, I can, I can give you the company values. I can show you our office space. I can show you how agents have done well here, but like, can just listen to this for a while. And I think you'll see what I'm up to or what yeah, we're up to. For sure. Um, so that's, you know, I, I, for me, shining eyes are like what I'm after. Right. And if, and if I'm not seeing the people that I've been entrusted have shining eyes, then the question is, who am I being that their eyes are not shining? Right. And I realize I run the risk of using that metaphor and losing half the audience. Yeah. But you and I both know there's an, there's a Chris that can be in the room. Right. And there's glisten in the eyes. Yeah. There's a Chris that can be in the room and it's like, yeah. Not and, um, and, and I'm, If I get that right 5% of the time. Yeah. Great. Like I'm trying to get to 10, 20, 50. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's that awareness of the unawareness that is the, um, the huge aha for me.
1: What is the real estate industry like right now in the residential brokerage world?
0: Uh, super competitive. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's, two types of agents in the marketplace. I yeah. think there's, there's agents that want to be aligned with a company that they align with. Right. They want to have the values. They want to, it's a culture conversation. The other ones are, where's, where can I hang a license? Where can I have the best split? And, you know, I think you can probably tell who, yeah. who, who we are after. Right. Uh, and while our door is open, For anyone that wants to come along, we we don't just leave it wide open. For sure, you know we want we don't want to grow just because we need to grow. That's not our model. I have friends that own big brokerages and they've looked me in the eye and said, "We're just a body shop." Right. You know, twenty five percent are here and new, fifty percent are happy, and twenty five percent are leaving. Yeah, that's not that's not what we're after. For sure, that works. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Um, but we've we've chosen to be a little more and more
1: about less and less do you think that the industry as a whole on the brokerage side um, technology is kind of going after everything yep yeah. um, I know you think about it quite a bit um, there's a lot of kind of discussion and, and startups coming up around those ideas is um, how do you think about the industry 10 years from now
0: yeah so the funny thing is we we kind of felt this 10 years ago. Yeah. It, we, we didn't have the, the verbiage or vernacular or the capacity to think in terms of like artificial intelligence and things like that. Right. But you know, Gates predicted the, the exit of the real estate agent in like 95. Yeah. It's like, there's no need for these guys. <laughs> um, and to be quite honest with you, there is a population where that's true. Right. I mean, people that have business savvy, they've done this before um it's not their first rodeo it's not a dip the financing side of it isn't crazy you can probably figure that out yeah um the majority of the population though this is something that they do three four times in their life maybe more um and I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, just disaster strikes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how your real estate transactions have been, but like the easiest deals, yeah. something bizarre happens. Yeah. And uh, I would maybe you can program computers and things to do that, but right. there's there's something about human involvement that Well, such a big financial decision. Yeah, I mean, there's. I, 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 so I'm kind of at the place of like it's gonna change, yeah, but it's also not gonna change, yeah. Like the 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 way it happens, I assume, is gonna change. But I, there's there's something about
1: my theory on it is you can't there the agents that just get a license and do a couple deals a year, don't do hardly any work and make these big fat commissions. There's not gonna be room for those people yep. anymore. The yep. pe- the people that actually do a good job, love it um, are going to use technology and tools to make them super, yeah. super agents rather than
0: I agree. Agents. I agree. And in a great market, yeah. which we've had for the last 10 years, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I mean, I like market shifts yeah. be, because I think we then have more value for sure. Um, for people. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all going to change. Yeah. You know, uh, it's holding that it's, it's, Letting go of the certitude that it's not going to change, right. you know, kind of allows you just to flow into what's next. Cool. Um, but our phones keep ringing. So we keep answering. People are buying <laughs> Waco, Texas, and
1: Wichita Falls. So you also own Muse Capital, which buys properties, commercial
0: properties. We do. We, Why'd um, you get into that? Well, I met, met a guy. that would want to buy I'm, real estate. I met a guy named Chris Powers at the Masters <laughs> one year. Um, yeah. So, um, I, I think for me, I would I would love to see, um, kind of move from being neck deep on yeah. the brokerage side of things yeah. into at least waist deep yeah. <laughs> into into private equity and wealth building. Yeah. Um, like I said, we are in our infancy. Yeah. Um, we've probably had I'd say five transactions in the last twelve months. Awesome. Medical storage. How do you um, find them? um because you're a broker yeah because i'm a broker um one of them was near my house our biggest transaction i think i had you look at a retail building yeah so we picked that up um so yeah i mean it's one of those deals where it's like you kind of like who knows where all that's even going right you know but um i'm super keen right now on on just great locations yep i mean if if the, where we're buying if those locations go bad it's going bad for a lot of us yeah um and so i've of <laughs> i kind of lean on that of like well if that one if that one goes bad then it's yeah. we're all in trouble yeah um not highly leveraged yep. you know i mean we're super um I, i've just I, i've seen how that can go bad yeah i like sleeping at night yeah um and we we're providing good returns to our investors right we're not promising the moon right you know i mean we tell most of our guys hey we're not we don't want to get in and out on these we're we're long on all of this and a lot of our investors are 50s 60s 70s they want long-term cash flow yeah um out of every deal we've done the first one we acquired probably three or four years ago we just exited out of but that was more of was that the my, industrial
1: building in Wichita still
0: Falls? Still have that. You no, do? no, that's a beast. We still have that. Okay. Um, but the other one was just a retail center in Wichita Falls. Cool. And it felt like it was time to move on. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's not it's not sexy by yeah. any means, but I think it's it's long term. Yep. You know, and but my favorite Buffett quote from this last year was you know, I don't lose sleep on the deals I didn't do. Right. And uh, so I'm, we haven't done a lot. But I I just haven't agreed with some of the evaluations I've seen out there. Is that is that all in
1: Waco or Waco and Wichita
0: Falls? Waco and Wichita Falls. Yeah. Started to look some in Austin a bit. Um, but, you know, we're not going to... Do you manage all your gonna stuff? We're not going to force it. We do. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't personally. My partner Lance does. Okay. So thank God for Lance. Yeah. Property management's He's, no joke. Yeah. He's amazing. We just brought on someone to, to kind of help him with what we're doing. So, cool. um, you know, it's,
1: is Lance in Waco or Wichita. He's in Wichita Falls. Okay. Yeah. What's going on in Wichita Falls? Like, is it, my wife's from there and has family there, but is it growing? Is it not the, growing? The, is it
0: flat? It hasn't grown in many, many, many years. Yeah. The falls is kind of trying to find its way. I think its biggest challenge to be honest is that it's too close and too far from the Metroplex. Right. You know, that, South Lake, Roanoke, Decatur, even Bowie—you yeah. know—just because of where they are—are are probably going to see that growth before Wichita Falls does. Yeah. Um. Heavy, heavy Air Force that's there. Who yeah. knows which direction the base is going? You know, which what Wichita Falls does have going for it is beautiful souls that live there, great people, great work ethic. Yeah. Um. But we're all searching for that shot in the arm, you know, that it needs, and who's not?
1: You know, if 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 Fort Worth keeps growing north, I mean, very well. Could take a while, but I was coming home from Oklahoma City the other day and drove right past the exit to Wichita Falls.
0: Yep, we may be eighty, but eventually it'll get there. It'll get there.
1: (laughs) All right, real quick on the Enneagram. Yes. So on prior episodes, I've talked a lot about my belief in um, you can call them personality tests, trait finders, something that tells you more about who somebody is. Uh, we're huge believers in it here. And I was on your website and I saw that you host an Enneagram retreat. Yeah, My sister, it's like changed her life. She's gotten real deep into the Enneagram. Um, what is that all about for you? After hearing you speak for the first 30 minutes, it's really not surprising that that I get into it, But what do you do at an Enneagram retreat? And how'd you get into Enneagram to begin with?
0: So, um, that was a, that was a total stream off of the 2012 yep. deal. Uh, Richard Rohr wrote a book many years ago about the Enneagram. A lot of people kind of think it's out of date in ways. Yeah. Um, so I just started studying it. I mean, I didn't really have anyone sit down and go, here's this thing. I started to study it. You can go online and do this Enneagram uh, evaluation. I think it's at the Enneagram Institute dot right. com dot org, something like that. Um, once I started getting really in the the problem with the Enneagram is it announces the bad news. Yeah. It it is, it isn't, oh, you're a lion, beaver, <laughs> otter. Like it doesn't give you the warmth. But like if the is really going to do its job, yeah. it announces the shadow side. For sure. And if we're going to cast a great light, we're going to cast a great shadow. If you're shining your light here, only I behind you can see that shadow. Right. It's we don't want to go there. Right. Right. It's easy just to keep that not conscious. Um, but once we do go there and we can understand some of our motives and some of those cherished and, you know, dreaded illusions. Yeah. Um, I've found a lot of freedom through this tool. Yeah. Um, if, if you Google the Enneagram, E N N E A G R A M, it stands for nine, a nine geometrical shape. You're going to think that is the weirdest looking thing I've ever seen. What is he talking about? But if you study it, you know, like, Susan Stabile from Dallas, I think, is one of the greatest minds in this space right now. And her her statement to me when I interviewed her on my podcast was, don't take the test. Study the Enneagram. Right. Study it until it hurts. And when it hurts, you've found the number that you identify with. And, and she even went further to go, I'm afraid the worst thing that could happen to this Enneagram tool is that it becomes cocktail talk. Right. She's like, it is this is a this is a tender gentle subtle conversation for you um and it's like how did we concoct these personalities that we have was there a childhood wound that made this happen and so you built this persona you know it really unlocks a lot of those things right. that like if you're not if, if you're not well versed in the internal work you kind of may approach it like I don't know about this but then it announces where you go in health and integration, and then it announces where you go in stress, and then it announces uh, as whatever number you identify with, where are you as far as like health goes? A healthy six operates like this, an unhealthy six, and so it really kind of gives you a a baseline to to understand some of these things that go on in your head sometimes. What are you? And so, um, I'm a three. Okay. With a flaming four wing. With a so. flaming four wing. <laughs> so <laughs> you can uh, typically, whatever number you identify, and, and the, those of us in the Enneagram circle, we never, na- never want to name someone as a number. Right. So we'll say, Chris, you identify as a three. We won't call you a three. Um, so identify as three, and then you always lean into one of the numbers that are on either side of you. Gotcha. So the three could lean into the two. Which is the helper, or it can lean into the four, which is the individualist, um, and that's where I go. Yeah. And, then, uh, and and what's the three? The 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 three is um, like the they'll call it the performer. Yeah. Sometimes there's I won't say most, but a lot of entrepreneurs are threes. Um, just very driven. Yeah. Like you just. You, when you see something, you see how to make it successful. Right. Like you just, oh, turn that, do that, turn the oven to 350. It's that, that's going to be successful. Yeah. The shadow of that is we run from failure at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because if I'm not successful, then that means I'm a failure. And yeah. if I'm a failure, shit, I'm, that's not good. I'm, I'm smoked, you know? And so it, you know, that it's, it's a tool that I think you if, if you'll study it, and there's a lot of books. I mean, Susan Stabil wrote The Road Back to You.
1: My sister just gifted me that yeah, book. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I think that's a great uh, ankle-deep yeah. entry into it. My buddy Chris Hewitz wrote The Sacred Enneagram. It It's it's a lot more difficult to read, but it really, really, really enters into um, like the two threes and fours. They operate from the heart. Right. The five, six, seven, they operate in the head. The I'm eight, an eight. You're an eight. Okay, interesting. The eight, nine, one, those are body gut guys. Yeah. You know. So you probably say things like my gut tells me. Yeah. I just you know, like I just I feel it.
1: I can make a hundred decisions in a day. That's right.
0: Yeah. Now I'll tell you, an eight in health is one of the coolest souls I've ever met. Because they go to two. And the and the eight, you know, the eight is uh The eight gets a bad rap sometimes because he's up for a fight. He's up for a challenge and some, and and an unhealthy eight can use that to push people in negative ways, but a healthy two when they move or a healthy eight, when they move into that two space, watch out. They say mother Teresa was an eight, which is crazy. You don't think that. And yet her entire life was this, you know, here's this little woman and they say she was just, Full of it, man.
1: I need to, I need to, I know I took it once. I need to figure out my, I have it written down somewhere. I'm an eight something W. Um,
0: yeah. It's probably seven wing or, or, yeah. or nine wing. Yeah. Cause yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll have one of those. I, it's a seven. Yeah. Yeah. And sevens are, I mean, you always want sevens to be around. I think it's a seven. They're always up for a good time. Yeah. It's very social, very well read, you know. Interesting. They're, always have friends. Yeah. Always want more friends sevens are great sevens are sevens are a blast
1: uh yeah i need to i need to check that out again um and you do a retreat what do you do at the retreat
0: yeah we um there's it's coming up weird it's it sounds like an enneagram retreat so we're uh, so i'm starting (laughs) to speak on it yeah you know like i'm starting i'm gonna go speak in colorado springs uh for a company up there and do an enneagram so you've you're like a, I am not you have a doc, licensed. you have a doctorate I, in Enneagram. Yeah, the problem is is I am not licensed. I'm a redneck from Waco, Texas yeah. that's studied a lot. Yeah. Um but um Chris came in, like we hosted we had Chris Hewart's come in and he was kind of our uh, guest speaker. Chris Hewart's one of the top Enneagram guys okay. in the country. And so he How big is the society and people like in um, the hundreds, thousands. I would probably say it, it's become a lot more popular in the last two years. Yeah. Um, why is that? I think we're all waking up that we need more yeah. self-like his phrase is this: the degree to which we can become self-aware is the degree to which we can self-critique. Yeah. You know that's true. Hell yeah. Like, that's you, a good quote. Like
1: how do you and, remember all and, these? I don't
0: know, man. I just. The degree to which we become
1: self aware -aware is is the degree to which which we can can self critique. critique.
0: You know, and I think it's that awareness of the unawareness. Mm -hmm. Like if there's, if you could leave this office every day going, I became aware of one more thing I was unaware about. And you did that for the next 30 years. You got a billion dollar company on your hands. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, a, a, a soul that's full. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. for like, sure. I, and I think there's the both and right. There's the, there's leaving that either, or I'm going to have a successful business die miserable. What if you, <laughs> what if you can, what, what if we can have both, you know, and what if the things that are being called that we're being called to are, are more than we could ever imagine to have both of those. Yeah. There's a lot of surrender and letting go. There's a lot of internal work, you know, but, um, I feel like our generation is getting this, which makes me super excited for my kids. I think everyone kind of has this hell in a handbasket idea and I'm going, man, we're waking up.
1: Every every number in the world's a positive signal.
0: We're waking up. We're becoming more connected. There's, uh, I'm just, I'm excited to see where it goes.
1: I think social media has pushed us that way because it's it's become so inauthentic. It has become so, in a lot of ways, just total trash. I agree. That, again, people's radar for authenticity, despite you know this young generation being born into a world where that's normal, yep. they still know it's not normal. Um,
0: yeah, I was listening to CNBC on the way up here and they were talking about Facebook and yeah. Everyone that's listening to you, they're like, you probably want to take Alexa out of your house. Facebook's trash. <laughs> I, I
1: I know more people. I wouldn't say maybe trash in the right word. I know more people that are much unhappier in life because of social media mm-hmm. than people that are happier in life. because of Social media. That's true. I actually might not know anybody that is happier because they've been on social media. But I it's, know a lot of people that have.
0: It's the modern day smoke break.
1: Well, it's, it happened to me. I was, I would look at a day and go, how, why did I not have a good day? And you'd pick up your phone. And I think people do this its self sabotage. You'd look at your Facebook or your Instagram and you had no clue that you were about to get your mind and day hijacked by some stupid article or your friend that's on a rant about something that doesn't matter. Um, And I was like, man, I'm just sitting here having a great day. I picked my phone out of my pocket at one because I became so addicted to picking my phone out of my pocket and checking social. I didn't even know I was doing it because when I got off the app for the first month, I would like pull my phone out and go search for Facebook before I realized subconsciously, but it would hijack my mind. And then I'd be like pissed for a couple hours. It's Mm -hmm. total self-sabotage. I did not
0: have to pick that phone out of my pocket. Um, Everyone's highlight reel. Yeah. You know, or the rant. Oh, I know. You know? It's made it harder
1: a- to be a businessman, a husband, a father. Like you're just seeing everybody's hot. You're just never living up to the, what's in the picture. Yeah. But either of the people in the picture, really. Very true. Um, I've seen a lot of people that take pictures that are just not how they're really <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Those uh,
0: filters. There's filters.
1: <laughs> but I think the the pendulum is shifting back. And I agree with you. I think there's a lot of people that are uh, interested in learning more about what their DNA is all about, not what they think it's all about.
0: Yeah, I'm very curious as to how we handle that space with our kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, 50 years ago, we smoked on airplanes. Yeah. It's what you did. Yeah, we um, smoked everywhere. I'm, I, I'm hopeful. You smoked if you're pregnant. Yeah, that's true. But doctor's orders. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm hopeful that that this generation coming after us can 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 somehow look back at now and go, y'all did what? Yep. You told everyone where you were all the time? You know, like, huh? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I hope that happens. Of course, it's on us to teach our kids that.
1: Yeah. We'll see. The world is, um, it's interesting. Facebook's trying to become a private company now rather than a, or private
0: mm-hmm. data company rather mm-hmm.
1: than public. But yeah. I noticed on your website, you had talked about online training courses. Is mm-hmm. that happening?
0: Hadn't happened yet. Do you want Just to- haven't had the capacity for yeah. it. Um, I have been doing coaching. Okay. So about every quarter, I'll have about three to four people okay. where we're on a call for an hour a week. Coaching agents? Coaching agents. Um, the funny thing is, is like, we don't talk about real estate much. Yeah. Um, I can at this point in the conversation, <laughs> I can gather. Uh, yeah. And so it's it's great. I've got clients, Wisconsin, Indiana, Colorado. How do you find them? Florida. How do they find you? A lot of them uh, through my podcast. Okay. Or I've spoken like in their area. Yeah. Um, how often do you speak? A year? I used to do it a lot more. Right. I used to 20 plus dates a year. Wow. I've got two gigs this fall. Yeah. Uh, I've pulled back. Yeah. Um, it just didn't. It didn't make as much sense to go anymore. Right. Um, but I'll still go. I'm. I, I the the conversation has shifted. Yeah. I'd almost rather go somewhere and not get paid, but get to speak about yeah. something that I, Wanted you know, to talk about. am amped about yeah. versus uh, sometimes what they they want you to speak on. For sure. Um. So that's been a blast. I mean, that's been really, really life giving to just kind of walk a journey with people, become friends from afar. Yeah. And and really see their internal journey you know shift I mean, yeah. i think i think whatever we're seeing out there yeah is a reflection of something that's going on in here for sure and so um again it's the awareness of the unawareness
1: everybody know? can see something different even though it looks the same
0: yeah yeah i think what's the phrase when you change the way you look at things the way you look at things change i mean i think bingo of course that's true do three
1: dash four W's have incredible memories?
0: <laughs> I, maybe. I don't know. There's, there's something about, I've always remembered lyrics really yeah. well.
1: I've never, um, like, I never remember lines in movies. Yeah. I, I
0: don't watch many movies, but a song, I can get the song yeah. fast. Um, and I think, yeah, there's some, there's just some sentences that when I hear them yeah, and they kind of rattle my chest, I go, Need to etch that one in there. You write poetry, which is weird, but a four. Super it's weird. such a four. It's such a four wing.
1: Um, how do you? How do you get into that? Why do you do it? And how often do you do that?
0: The the um, so it happened in an autumn season when I was in total disarray. Is there a difference between autumn and fall? Uh, it just sounds better. Yeah, that's it more just of a sounds a lot way better. To it's say a better it. way to say yeah, it. Okay. So I I'm reading uh am I'm like 2012, 2013, it was the fall and uh, I realized that I had to let some leaves go. That like I was holding on to some leaves that were no longer serving me Yeah. and that when they disappear, you're kind of naked, you're kind of vulnerable, you're going to be seen. But only then can something new, fresh, yep. surprising, satisfying come along. So I did this random project of where I was like, I'm just going to write something that I'm feeling through the universe for about 60 days. And that was, that's what's online. Yeah. I, mean, I really haven't even done it since it's
1: from 2015.
0: Um, yeah. I haven't, I haven't really done it since, but, um, like n- metaphor is kind of all we have. Yeah. You know, they, they what say, that? tell the, they say, tell the truth, but tell it slant. Like, metaphor while while they don't they're not perfect they they can perfectly describe something right and so for me it's been freeing to have poetry as a space to read and like if you've ever read Rumi or Parker J Palmer or uh, uh Mary Oliver that just passed away I mean just google Mary Oliver and read some of her stuff and you'll be like oh okay Mary that's, Oliver. Yeah. I mean, she's got, I mean, her most quoted line in one of her poems is this, tell me what it is that you plan to do with your one and precious life. Like, That's poetry. But we don't get that in business and sport. You know, like yeah. you're not going to get that there, but I, there's the both end. Why do and you so, think
1: you don't get that in business and sport?
0: Well, there's winners and losers in sports. Yeah. There's I not mean, winners. And there's losers. not. There's at business. There can be win win beautiful business there should be win-win yeah um and maybe i don't fully align with the business side of that statement yeah i i think let me let me rephrase it when i approach my interior interior life the way i do a profit and loss statement yeah it's it's not gonna work yeah there's way there's way more meaning and metaphor and mystery in here and mystery isn't the ability to not know things mystery is infinite knowability right like <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah you, your listenership is just nose diving in this interview forgive me um but like that's what's what we're all after right i mean if you if you reflect backwards yeah and you think of i mean i just think of your life mm-hmm. that um like with your dad right with Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. I mean, that window of Palmer. Right. Like you, you went, you have gone through some stuff. Yeah. And if you point back, you point backwards, right. And you go, and I say, Chris, tell me what it's about. And those two events are rattling around. You don't have a black and white answer. Yeah. You have a very more, you have much more mysterious answer. Yeah. And, that's why I love you in your life because I know you've been through it. Yeah, like you can been through the shit. You know, I know a whole person. H W H O L E. I know a whole person when I've seen it, and that's that's
1: you. You've gone through it. I appreciate that. You no, know? I mean, I, we talk about it in here all the time, even in business or in anything. But most of the people that. Uh, do something great on the planet are doing something great usually the trail behind them is something dark or failure or they're coming out of something
0: great love and great suffering yeah those are the two you show me a transformed person yeah and and you will and somewhere back in that story is great love or great suffering every time and we'd we would never willingly take it on Right. Like it's just a bit of the human experience. Yeah, you that, have to go through that. It. it that's you can't go around it, can't go over it. You have to go through it, and you know, the faith tradition that I come from. If I have permission to go there, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we hang our hat on. Yeah, you know, is that there's this thing called resurrection, and you got to go through it. Yeah, and it's not a one and done. You know, it's not a once in a lifetime deal. It's actually. Every day I get to die to something and come out on the other side of it. It
1: happens. It's a, I was at dinner last night. We were just talking about this concept of happiness as like this destination you're trying to like get to, like it was going to, it's going to last forever. And it's really, it's just more of a, just a very long journey of ups and downs and peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: um, Happiness is a buzz. Yeah. Joy. That was what he said. Joy is something altogether different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, you can be joyful even in something really shitty.
0: Yeah. And and you and the other thing is you can't it's really hard to have that conversation with someone if they haven't been through it. Yep. Like you because we're sold the total opposite. For sure. I'm what I have, I'm what I do, I'm rather say about me. Like those are all statements of some type of happiness. You know, but joy on the other hand, joy is like I made it. Yep. Joy is showing the wounds and on the other side of it, saying shalom. Yeah. Peace. I made it.
1: On that note, <laughs> thank you very much Yeah, thank for traveling you, to Fort Worth and being on the mic with me today. Um, seriously, one of the most interesting conversations. Well,
0: thank you. I mean, and I, please hear from me the mutual respect of you your life what you're doing here yeah, is amazing i appreciate it um but you're doing the both end
1: thank you man. really well thank you and uh
0: when i grow up one day i hope i'm like chris powers yeah <laughs> thank you very much yep.
1: Hey everyone, it's Chris here again. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a five-star rating or write a quick review. You can also email us at thefortpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. Thanks again, and I'll see you on the next episode.